0: The, you know those t-shirts that are very, very, very soft. I just learned that they're called canvas. Is that right? That's, that's the brand. What a company? Made. It's those, you know those shirts, the t-shirts that are printed, but they're like the super, super, super soft ones. You, they're, they're made of cotton, but it's not, the canvas is not the material, but that's like the company. Or some, I, I, what, I, what is, it's just what they're called, right? It's what they're called. But it's not, they're not made out of canvas. But it's like, you know what I'm talking about, those shirts. Have you had one of those shirts? Like some of the pray t-shirts were the super, super soft kind. Some weren't. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, so now you know what I'm talking about. I love those super, some of them are the super soft ones. I like those, and those are just like, you're like, ah, oh. it, it just fits, it just feels right, it, it's just like, you're like, this is who, I. Yeah, this is good, yeah, and so, 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 where am I going about clothes? Um, I, I'm not a fashionista, my wife dresses me, you know, she, she tells me what to wear, and, um, and she asked me for advice on what shoes to wear, and I always pick the wrong ones. You know, I, I, I never, I never, I don't know why she keeps asking me, but I, I, you know, it's part of the relationship, you know, I just, you know, and so, so, but, the reason I'm talking about clothes it's actually in, in, the, in the passage we're going to look about today, he tells us to actually, um, like, to clothe ourselves in something. And he uses this image of actually putting on clothes. And, and, and he also uses a couple other images. He uses the image of uh, of he even says he so he talks about clothe ourselves with these things. He Later on, talks about you know let let the let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. It says let the message of Christ dwell in your heart. It's like and it really means like to be at home in to just sort of like it fits. It feels right. And and there's this essence about the Christian faith that actually it's supposed we're we're it's not supposed to be this. External thing that's formal and that we dress on and that we make as an appendage to our life that we just can't wait to get out of. But <laughs> it's just sort of this awkward thing that we're sort of like, you know, the it's just buttoned up like this. We're like, I just, you know, this this, this religious things doesn't feel quite right. I just can't. Oh, okay, now I can. Now I feel better. Our faith is actually supposed to be this thing that's actually a part of who we are. That's a natural expression of who we are. That's incorporated in our lives in a whole. And and and, and it's we want it to be our skin. That's our real skin. That our, our skin that, that, that we express naturally. Our skin that we just like. This is really who I am. This is how I live. This is what I want to be. This is where I'm pursuing. This is the real me. And so today, what I want to do is I, I, the passage we're looking at. It's a great passage. It's honestly. It's a, it's a great passage, and it's a brutal passage. It's a great passage because it's very easy to understand. It sets a vision out for us. It's a brutal passage because it's not that easy to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow, that was... Whew, that laugh just came out, didn't it? <laughs> okay. Um, so, but... but and so I, I'm looking forward to it because this passage, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help us move from taking our faith and going the, lo- the, 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 far, the most difficult distance possible, which is the distance from your head to your heart. For some reason, that short little space that we can metaphorically talk about, you know, from here to here, but in reality that's a really long distance. That we can know things and understand things and comprehend things, but to get it to go from here to sort of like it's who we are. And then that it's expressed down in our hands and our feet and what we do. And so today, my hope is that that we can walk out of today. You know, we're in this series, you know, no less than Christ. And and, and this passage sort of helps us to, to live out this life in Christ in a natural way. And the main point's really it's it's simple. You know, I usually a simple. But but it's 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 we have new life. Let's live it. We have this new life in Christ, we have this new reality, we have this new identity, we have this new calling, we have this new you know, purpose where we're going. Let's live it. Let's make that who we are, who we're comfortable in. And so we're just going to walk through this passage. So, that, so that, that's my, my hope, is that we'll, we'll come away from today just going, you know, I understand who I am. I understand wh- who I'm called to be. I understand how I can do it. And I'm ready to actually do it. To embrace it. To wear it. To live it. Uh, because that's really what I'm all about. Okay, so that's where we're going today. So as we have this new life, let's live it. So we're in Colossians. Or we're continuing in Colossians. We're we're going to keep making it through this whole book, um, and we're in chapter three, uh, and and it's a, it's just a few verses. It's Colossians three twelve through seventeen, and it's a fantastic passage. Um, and so I'll read it through once or twice. And there's one verse I may read through several times. This is one of those verses that like. We all need to memorize and just have it run around our brains so it becomes a part of us. Um, but we'll go ahead. Um, so here we go. Colossians three, twelve through 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and gratitude in your hearts. Songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, I'm going to read it once more. Basically, he starts off in verse 12a, talking about our identity, who we are. And then he goes to the next four or five verses talking about our calling. Well, how has he called us to live? What does this sort of look like in our lives? And then the last part, he sort of talks about either it's our power or our purpose, just sort of how, how you know, Christ's presence Makes this possible and sort of affects us as we live this out and we do it all for Him. So I'm going to read it again. So think in terms of our identity is the first part of verse 12, then our calling, how He's called us to live, what this life can look like. And then the last part is just sort of the things from Christ that enable us to do this. So I'm going to read it again. So identity. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that's the identity, that's the foundation. Then he calls us to something. He says, "...clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone..." Forgive one another if if anyone has a grievance against another. "...forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity." Let the peace and here, here comes here comes the part of the power and then what comes on our purpose. Sort of in Christ, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and, and through Psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name. Of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. So we have this life, we have this relationship, we have this this scenario with Christ. This new identity. We've talked about it week after week. Um, And and this week the concept is we have this life, so let's live it. Because we have this new reality, so let's walk in it, let's see it expressed in who we are. Okay, so the the first thing is our identity. He says in verse verse 12, he says, Therefore is God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Now I want you to get, just read that with me. Read that, read that first thing. Say, therefore, as this means I'm sorry, black like a choir. Ready? <gasps> therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. So so who is he talking? He's talking to God's chosen people. What else? Holy, dearly loved. That's a pretty good identity. God's chosen people, like they're picking teams, you ever been picked on teams, you know, I, 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 I rarely play basketball anymore, I used to play basketball some, I've never been good, I got long arms, I can play defense, I smother defense, I can't shoot with anything, and can't dribble either hand, right hand barely, um, Yesterday, though, with with my son, I went to play basketball because we had to do it every now and then with friends. And so, they're the, my age, a little younger. Went out there. They arrange the teams. They don't choose teams, but they clearly need to compensate for me on the team. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not one that if you want to win a game, you choose to be on the team. If points are an important part of the game, I can defend somebody, but that's about it. And they can't be much younger than me. You know, and so, so, so I, I am not your chosen person for basketball. We've all had opportunities; we've been chosen for different things, and we feel like you know. And we determine our value by who chooses us, who wants us, who cares for us, who, who identifies with us, who thinks that we have something to contribute. Do you know who we are? We are God's chosen people. If we put our faith in Jesus Christ, if we have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we're his chosen, selected people. That's that, That's pretty significant. Okay? He also says, you're holy. We've talked about this. And that, you know, all the different terminology in Colossians about what has happened in Christ. Do you remember? All the different terminology talking about that we've been forgiven. That we are Above reproach, we're without accusation, we're free from accusation. Remember, that he, he took the things, that, the, the charges that were against us that were nailed to the cross and he removed them. All, but all we've gone through all these different terms in Colossians about what God has done, how he's made us holy, how he's given Christ's righteousness to us. He's forgiven all our sins. He, he's, in Christ, he's put off the old self. All the stuff that has happened in Christ, that's our identity now. That's how God sees us. That's how we're in relationship with them. We're holy. And then we're dearly loved. Who doesn't want to be loved? Is there anybody who just doesn't want to be loved by anyone? I don't want to be loved by anyone. Well, that's easy. Just go off by yourself someplace and never talk. No one wants to be unloved by everybody. Everybody wants to be loved by somebody. Everybody wants to be in relationship. Everybody wants to be valued. Here's the deal. Through Christ, we are God's chosen, holy and dearly loved. That is the truth. That is our identity. That is our reality. And it's out of that that we're going to live into this calling that he's called us to. This calling he's called us to. That was from the Department of the Redundancy Department, right? But, but he, we're going go to go to his calling. Now, I want to read you one quote. It's interesting. There's a book... Um, I, don't, I don't have his name in front of me right now. Um, Simmons. Richard Simmons third. He wrote that book. Um, the... Wisdom, um, and and it's his his newer book. And he has, I'm just reading it in in a Bible study group I'm in. He he was talking about a concept that actually relates to what we're talking about today. Because our identity, how do we develop our identity? I mean, yes, you can say this is objectively true. Yes, I believe that I'm God's chosen, holy, and dearly loved. Do we really believe that? Do we believe it in a way that it affects how we live? Do we believe it in a way that it impacts how we respond? Has it gone from here to here? That's the question. How do we get that knowledge from here to here? In Richard Simmons' book he talks about he talks about this this Sociologists from the 1800s, early 1900s. And I'll read it to you. It says, Charles Cooley, a prominent and highly respected sociologist who lived from 1864 to 1929, developed a landmark concept known as the looking glass self. A human development theory which remains valid today, in other words, it's utilized today still in help understand human development and how people interact. It says, in its simplest form, the theory states, a person gets his identity in life Based on how the most important person in their life, he says his, but as gender, or whatever. It says how, 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 I'll read it correctly. A person gets his identity in life based on how the most important person in his life sees him. But that's typically how, in society, how we get our identity, how we perceive ourselves is how the most important person in our lives sees us. And you see it play out. You see people play out in, the, in, the, in, the, in the how their relationship with their parents affects them and, and they're always worried about this or how, how it works or whatever else. We, we have this idea that the person who's most important to us, how they see us, that, that's, a, that's our identity. And that, that affects how we live and how we think about ourselves. And so he goes on to say, What do you think would happen to a man if Jesus Christ became the most important person in his life? If he were the audience whom he sought to please the most, he would truly change everything, for we are of great value to him, and he does love us with an everlasting love. His love does not depend on how well we perform or on our level of achievement. Because this is what happened when C.S. Lewis converted from atheism to Christianity. In Christ, he found a new identity, and he described it as coming to terms with his real personality. See, God has designed you and me to be in relationship with him. And he's designed us to actually pursue him and to have him to be the most important person in our lives. And as we begin to walk and live in that reality that we are chosen, holy, dearly loved, and as that moves from here to here, it enables us to live in ways that we can't otherwise. If we've experienced his love and forgiveness, then we can love and forgive others if we've experienced his mercy and kindness to us, then we can extend that to others. If we experience his acceptance of us, then we can extend that to others. Instead of clawing and fighting and defending and getting angry and bitter and full of everything else, if we we can truly accept what he has done for us and who we are in him, it affects everything. So that's where this starts. The first thing is, if we're going to wear this Christian skin, if we're going to find our real selves, if we're going to live this life in an authentic, realistic way that fits, we've got to say, we've got to get our identity, that we're chosen, that we're holy, that we're dearly loved. We have all we need in God, and we have it now. We're never going to be more pleasing to him by doing more. And we can't go backwards. So funny, I, I was talking to my, to my son yesterday. I was teasing him. I was like, hey, because you know, we're going to end up selling our house and stuff. And so, so I, I was like, um, I'm so excited about us working in the yard together and fixing up the house. We're going to learn how to do all sorts of work. He's like, dad, just cut it out. You know, he, he's, he's not looking forward to that at all. Um, and he's pushing back. And I, I, said, I said, I don't know who you think you are, but I think you're a lot better than that. <laughs> you know, it was just te- we always think we're so great. I don't know who you think you are, you know. But that's actually, I was like, that's actually the sermon tomorrow. I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but God even thinks more of you than that. I don't know where you think you're going, but God even has a better destination than that. I don't know how you think you're going to get there, but God has a plan to walk you down the road. And that's the passage today. It's our identity. It's our calling. It's our power. And our identity starts as we understand that we are chosen, that we are holy, and we are dearly loved. And that is true. And it is real. And in fact, it is the reality that allows us to live in this reality. Okay? So that's first. That's first. So that's the first part. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, then he tells us what to do. What does this look like? Well, how do we act? And he says, clothe yourselves... With compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Okay, we're going to read this together. Clothe yourselves with compassion, humi- kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're going to do it again. This time, actually, try to see if you can get all five of those terms in order. Because I'm going to actually, actually do it with your eyes closed in a little bit. Okay, so you ready? So it says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. One more time. Ready? Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Okay, who can do those five terms? Quick, somebody. Go, 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 go. Okay, now try it once. Close your eyes. See if you can do them. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Okay. This is a verse It starts off, you therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is a verse to memorize. Okay. Just think and memorize it. It just helps a lot. The Holy Spirit has a way of bringing it to mind right after you haven't been compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, or kind. Or not kind, or patient. <laughs> or forgetful. Um, um, so what he's saying, he's, he, if you remember the previous passage, he talked about put to death, you know, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, you know, and greed, which is idolatry. And, and then he says, and get yourself all such things as these, Anger, rage, malice, slanger, and filthy language from your lips. So you, see, so you see, that was the negative was last week. This week is what you actually embrace. This week is actually, in light of who you are, he's like saying, saying, like, saying like, this is like clothes. This is like getting up in the morning. This is like getting ready. This is like, say, this, is, this is a part of who you are. These are the things I want to be you. Compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. That's not very easy. That's not natural. But it's actually who we are in Christ. And it's actually what he desires for us to live out of. I mean, whose life is not better when they live in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I mean, don't you want your spouse, or your boyfriend, or your best friend, or your neighbor, or your boss, or your employee, or the person at the supermarket, don't you want them to have compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? Oh, yeah! Come on! Who doesn't? That's, that, that's a part of this new life. That's what Christ is working in us. And so he invites us to intentionally embrace that, to wear that and become that. I, I was doing some memorizing in Colossians. I probably told you guys this. I, I, some people, I'm, so I was actually trying, to, it's a part of praying for this series, I was memorizing a chapter of Colossians at, the time, at a time. And so I would just add a verse a day until I could say the whole chapter. And then once I could say the whole chapter, I'd move on to the next chapter. And I wouldn't try to re- write, write the whole book. The chapter was enough for me. You know, and then I'd go to the next chapter. I'd do it a verse at a time so I could say the whole s- chapter to somebody. And then I'd leave that aside and go to the next one. <laughs> like I'm, in chap- I'm in I'm in, I'm in Colossians 3, So I'm adding a verse a day. So I read the whole chapter every day and then I focus on the verse I'm memorizing and then I was God speaking to me that day and then I, you know, well, this verse, I'm memorizing the whole chapter in chapter 3 but this verse just kept beating me over the head the whole weeks I'm memorizing the chapter. Because it was so practical. I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to my wife, I'm like, that wasn't very kind and gentle. someone disappoints me or someone cuts in front of me or someone does something else and and my response wasn't very compassionate. Later on in this this chapter, actually in the next chapter he's going to talk about, um, in chapter four, he talks about, you know, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. You know, let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt. And There's a sense that God has us in this world to function in a way that's good for us and good for those around us, but to also influence for him. And if all that's wrapped in one, it's great. If we're truly trying to be compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, and thank you, and patient, (laughs) and that's really who we are. And well, that's actually how we influence people. I was at the tire shop with the, with, and, and, I, and uh, I thought a lady was cutting in front of me. and, I, and it, She sort of responded in a negative way and I sort of responded. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I said, I should have checked with you to see blah, blah, blah. I just sort of was, was very humble with her and apologized. And then she came back and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have been upset. I'm a believer and blah, 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 blah. You know, but, but, but it's just if we live out these things and they become who we are then it changes us and it affects those around us. It allows us to serve people and to welcome people and extend the grace we've received. It's just just part of it. So I just want to say, hey, let's just do this. We're going to mess up left and right. And that's why in the next part he says, bear with each other. Forgive one another. We're going to mess up. But let's mess up living as opposed to messing up dying. Let's mess up pursuing and clothing with the right things. So that's what he says. He says, therefore, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Humility, humility, gentleness, and patience. And he says, bear with each other. Forgive one another if any one of you has a grievance against someone. Now, why would he say bear with one another? I mean, do you say like bear with ice cream? Do you say bear with like lemon meringue pie or red velvet cake? Bear with it. <laughs> no. You say bear with things that are difficult, awkward, uncomfortable, and he's talking about really in the body, saying each other, even in the, believe it or not, I know this can be hard if you understand, or, or believe, even in the church. You're going to have to bear with some people. I know that's hard to believe. You've never had to do that before. Of course you have. And that's the, that's the part of it. So he invites us to bear with what Realize it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. You've got to bear. You've got to forgive. And why do we forgive? we got the model. He says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And he continues in this clothing theme. And he says... Uh, over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. It's like he's saying you just put on this coat on top of all of it that like, ties the whole ensemble together. Um, but, he, but he's saying, he's saying you know, overall, the, 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 the thing that makes all this possible, the thing, the thing that links it all together is actually love. That, the, that, the, that, the, that if you have compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, those are really expressions of love. If you're forgiving, if you're bearing, that's an expression of love. They're saying, hey, j- 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 just, 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 if you've got to break it down, j- just, just, just love. If you don't want to think about the details, just love. A friend of mine said his mom recently passed away. Says his mom had this saying, he sees it all the time. She's like, I don't know what today holds. I don't know if I can get anything done. But if at the end of the day, I love God and love people, it's been a good day. I'm like, man, that's wise. And that's what Paul's saying. He's saying, look, overall of it, if you don't want to get in the details, you don't want to work on something specific, well, that's how all this works okay so we got our identity we have our call and this is to have a call to live and then at the end he says he sort of tells us how this takes place with christ he says let the peace of christ rule in your hearts since as a member of one body you are called to peace and be thankful he's saying look you are a part of christ Christ has extended peace. Christ has given, Christ brings peace. And you need to let that rule. The image is like a, like a rough referee, he's sort of like calling the shots. And you need to say, hey, I, I'm going to embrace the peace of Christ. I'm going to go into circumstances looking for peace. Not looking for victory. Not looking to be right. Not looking to be everything else. I'm going to come in trying to bring peace. Trying to bring in th- th- this this this." grace and peace that comes from christ and i love this thing next he says then let the message of christ or the word of christ that dwell among you richly <clears throat> it, that's the whole term is like let it like be at home in you let the word of christ like dwell let it soak let it like marinate let it let it be a part of you now to do that you're gonna have to read it probably i mean how else do you how do you learn something if you don't ever you know, I don't know I, it doesn't happen that way right so, so you can't do anything without spending time with it let the word of God dwell in you we're going to need to read it might need to memorize a little bit might need to think about it might need to apply it might need to say God help me get it from here to here that's, that's what we do that, 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 that's, as we let the peace of Christ as we let the words as we let the message of Christ we let the gospel message we let the scripture message invade us dwell us resonate in us and then it becomes to be expressed and then I love this here here's, here's a great thing about worship because he's even sort of envisioning part of their, their gathering he goes, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs in the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. He's even, he's sort of even given a little picture of what the house churches would look like. You'll see at the end of Colossians when he's talking about, you know, greet so-and-so, greet, what's her name, and the house that meets in her home? Nympha. You'll see it in, in verse 16 of chapter 4. He goes, "Get my greetings to the brothers and Laodicea and the Nympha and the church that meets in her house. Yeah. I mean, they're believers gathering together. They're talking about the Word to one another and admonishing. They're singing songs and they're giving thanks to God. That's what it's supposed to look like. I mean, it's been happening with, with, with groups of believers from the first century till now. Whatever language... There's something about worship. There's something about music. Just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just what happens. I mean, if you read the book of Psalms, you'll notice the introduction to several of the Psalms say, to the tune of Doe in the Morning... Or to the tune of... It's just music is a part of this natural worship and thanks to God. So he's sort of talking about it. He's like, hey, let the word dwell on you richly. Teach and admonish one another. And and, and enjoy singing! (laughs) Sing! Make music giving thanks to God. That's what it looks like. And he sort of wraps it up and he says, look. Whatever you do. Word, blah, 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 blah. Or deed... Those two things. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's it. That's what our lives are to be. We have this new life in Christ. So let's live it. Let's understand who we are. Let's clothe ourselves with who he wants us to become. Let's let his peace come out. Let's let his word radiate and dwell. Let's engage with one another and encourage and worship and singing. And let's just say, hey, you know what? Everything I do, word, deed, I want to do this in the name of Christ. I'm going to do it in his power. I'm going to do it to his honor. To bring glory to God the Father and thanks to Him, that's what the Christian life is. So I just challenge you today: think, what is it that you, if you can pick one thing, is it your identity you want to focus on? So, man, but the next step for me to make this all natural and real for me is to is to man is to focus on identity. So this week, man, when I get up, I'm going to say, "Hey, thanks, God, that I am, that I am chosen, that I am holy, that I am dearly loved." So when I get all sorts of mixed messages coming my way today. That's what I'm going to remember. In your eyes, I am chosen. I am holy and I am dearly loved. And I can reject the messages that tell me other things. Maybe this week you're saying, hey, man, I, I want to express Christ. I want, I want to see it come out in my relationships. And so you're going to get up in the morning. You're going to say, God, maybe you're just going to be in general. God, help me be loving. <laughs> or maybe you're going to say, God, you're, maybe you're going to memorize that verse. You're going to say, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So you're going to go memorize that. And you're going to get up in the morning you're going to say, God, this week, help me to clothe. I'm going to clothe myself now. I'm putting that on right now. And you help me in the day. Remind me when I'm stepping out of this. And give me the grace to ask for forgiveness and to put it right. Because I want to live in this new life. I want to live as one who's compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, and patient. Or maybe finally, it's like you want to put some patterns in your life where you sense God's power, where you're welcoming God's peace, or where you're saying, hey, I'm going to put myself in your word. And I'm going to learn it, and I'm going to memorize it, and I'm going to obey it. Because I want to do it all in your name. So just pick something. Whether it's identity, whether it's calling, whether it's the, the, the power we get from Christ, pick something. So that's what I'm going to do this week so that my faith moves from here to here and it becomes truly who I am. Amen? Let's pray. God, thanks for this opportunity we have to look at your word. Thanks for the privilege to be here together. God, we don't want to be posers. We don't want to be people who are full of pretense and there's nothing behind it. We don't want to be people who walk around and ignore the reality that you've given us and miss out on the blessings that you have for us, both in our own lives and in helping and and loving and serving others. Help us this week to take the next step towards embracing who you've created us to be, who you see us as now, and where you're leading us. Help us to live this new life that you've given us. name of Jesus we pray.